You're listening to All Things Photo. This episode is sponsored in part by Breakthrough Photography. So if you're in the market for an incredible filter, head on over to eldridgephoto.com, find our sponsors page, and click the link to Breakthrough Photography. The Unexpected All Things Photo episode. Since the last episode, a lot's happened in my life. My day job has shifted. I have moved from Homestead, Florida to West Palm Beach. I've started the new position at the corporate offices, and I've had a chance to look around the area. What's really important is that I've had a chance to look around the area while holding a Nikon Z9. That's right. Through NPS and B&H, I was able to get my hands on a Z9. Now, I have to be honest, up until this point, I had considered, once again, swapping brands to any number of brands. It depends on the day or the minute or the hour that it happens uh, to be when I would come up with a decision. But the main reason is because by everything I heard, it was going to take a year to get the Z9, and that's pretty excessive. So I didn't want to wait a year. But at the same time, I wasn't really any hurry to swap systems again because you lose so much money when you do that. You lose all of the time and effort that you've invested into learning the system that you have. And you it's just not a cost-effective way to do things. But still, I wanted to be able to have something that I could really rely on at all times. The autofocus, everything that I needed, the files, all of that stuff is what I was looking for. And the Z9 absolutely fits the bill for that, but I didn't think I would get one. So I was kind of going back and forth. I don't know if anybody else out there goes back and forth, or if you've just had your one brand and you've always stayed with it. If you have, then that's great. If you've also endured the pain and suffering of swapping brands and then swapping brands again, well, I understand how you feel. And If I had it to do all over again, I would have never left Nikon in the first place. I allowed circumstances outside of my control to sort of dictate what it was that I wanted to do. And I was using that as a way to get there. It was a bad idea. It was just all around a bad idea. Yes, my wife told me it was a bad idea. I didn't listen. I'm sure that a lot of you out there can understand. Now she gets to say, I told you so. But... I get to also hold a Nikon Z9 and take some photos with it, which is pretty cool. You know, it seems like every episode I keep saying things like, uh, sorry for it being so long since I did a podcast. Well, here we are again. It's been a while. But like I said, a lot of things in life happen. And you can probably hear right now in the background things are different because I have a gigantic office in this new location. Probably uh, I'll never have an office this size ever again, no matter where I go. But for now, I've got a nice big office. It's also a relatively empty office, and you can hear an echo. I'm hoping that when I add a carpet to the floor, maybe put something up on the walls here, we can eliminate some of this sound. But for now, well, for now, you've got an echo. And I apologize for that. Nah. I don't really apologize for that. It's not like I charge you for this, but it is what it is. 
I'll try to mitigate it at least to some extent, and maybe I'll find a way to do that. If not, then you're just going to have to deal with the echo, and I'm going to have to deal with the fact that my audio is not spectacular. All right, so photography. I really, really am looking forward to getting back to it. Because of these life circumstances, I've not been able to do as much of it as I would like, but now I'm in a new location with new things to photograph, and I have more time to do so. The latter being the most important part, because prior to this, I was struggling with time with my family, let alone time to go take photos. As much as I love to take photos, my family does come first, and so whatever time that I had, I spent with them. Now, there's a little more free time, and I have the ability to grab the camera and to go to different places, like the Wakota Hatchie Wetlands, which I had a chance to go to just recently, last week, in fact. And this is a place where you can find tons of nesting Florida birds, large white ones. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot of names, so uh, we'll, we'll just go with the big white birds. I do know that they have some ibis, they've got some wood storks, I saw some egrets, uh, there's all kinds of birds there and this time of year they're doing the nesting and they're doing the plumage for their mating plumage and it's absolutely gorgeous and no matter where you go in this Wakota Hatchie wetlands, you can find birds to photograph and it's pretty awesome. Now, the key to the Wakota Hatchie wetlands is to get there before sunrise and find you a parking spot. It fills up really fast, especially on the weekends. And if you don't get there early, you'll find yourself waiting in line for other people to leave. And that is no good. So I got there early and kicked back in my seat and I rested until the sun decided to start coming up. And then I grabbed my Nikon Z9 and I headed out to see how it would do photographing birds. Now, if you've never had a chance to photograph flying birds... It is a challenge. It is always a challenge because those things can move fast. They're hard to find in the viewfinder and sometimes they can be erratic. So it's difficult to track your subject. So I've always said birds in flight is one of the hardest subjects to photograph. So I thought that would be a great test for the Nikon Z9, the new autofocus system that they have. They also have the 3D tracking. They brought it back from previous flagship cameras and I wanted to give it a, a shot with that, with the wide, it's the AF wide, where it picks the subject, and then it locks on, follows it, all that kind of stuff. So I shot in an autofocus mode the entire time, not the little single point that you had on the previous cameras. I used the complete autofocus, let the camera choose the subject. And I have to say, while not perfect, it is much better than I have ever been. So most often, especially a bird in, in flight, it would lock on to the bird and not only the bird, but it would lock on to the eye if it could see the eye at all. And it was just razor sharp, absolutely razor sharp. And you're talking 20 frames a second if you want to go that high. And it just eats up those memory cards pretty fast. But it is a hoot to shoot. See, so yeah, a hoot, you know, like birds and hooting. Anyway, 
the times that I did run into issues uh, with the 3D tracking, specifically the 3D tracking, is when a bird would be in front of a background that was similar in color. Because as my understanding with the 3D tracking, it's based off of color. And so if your colors are the same on your subject and the background, it'll confuse it a little bit. But what I liked about it is in Birds in Flight too, is you can find your subject and you hold the autofocus and it recognizes it. that's, the, that's an animal, that's the animal's eye, and that's what we're gonna focus on. And if the background is different enough, it'll do the same thing when they're sitting in the bush. But I found that the complete autofocus, the autofocus wide did an exceptional job of even picking out what the subject is, even when the background was kind of busy. So that was pretty cool to see. And what I noticed with birds in flight is I would walk around with the camera down by my side, which is where I normally keep it when I'm walking. I don't always hold it up in my, at my chest and I'm at the ready or anything like that, but I would be walking around, a bird would come flying by, I'd grab the camera, pull it up, and it would absolutely, by the time my, my eye focused, the viewfinder would already be active, which I don't know if you have a Nikon Z6 or a Z7 or Z62, Z72. That can be somewhat of a challenge because it'll you hold it up to your eye and it takes a second for it to come on. Well, the Z9, you don't have that problem. So a bird would be flying, I'd grab it, pull it up to my eye, and then rattle off shots. And most of the time, the very first shot would be in focus. And if it wasn't, the second shot would be. And anyone thereafter, especially when it could see the eye, would be in focus. It was, I wouldn't say life-changing, and I'm using quotation marks. It's not life-changing, but it is certainly going to change the way that I photograph. It'll change everything the way that I photograph. Now, with landscapes, of course, I'm going to use the little single point like I've always done, put it on a tripod, take my time. If the mountain's not running anywhere, then why do you need all that fancy autofocus? Just take your time with it on a tripod and you're good. But for people, for vehicles, for animals, for anything like that that's moving, I'll absolutely use those autofocus modes as often as I can. With portraits, this is going to be amazing. Now, I did use the Z6 II with portraits, and it was a bit hit or miss, but so far the Z9 has been uh, absolutely spot on. So for anybody out there considering a Z9, if you have the cash, go ahead and drop it. And my advice would be to join Nikon Professional Services. It's surprisingly easy to do so, and you can do the free MPS which is what I, I've done. I didn't sign up for any of the, the paid subscriptions because I didn't need camera cleanings or to be able to borrow anything. I didn't need any of that. So I signed up for the free MPS. I submitted what I have and what I don't have as far, or excuse me, I submitted what I have as far as gear goes, took the time, put in my serial numbers, matched them up, and then they wanted my website and a couple of things that I've shot over the last year. And it took me maybe three, four weeks to finally get through the entire approval process. It was relatively painless, although it was slow going. And I assume that's because they don't have a whole lot of folks and maybe a lot of people are trying to sign up for the MPS. But once I signed up, it gave me the option to be put on a list for equipment. And because I had purchased the Z9 through B&H, 
I was able to just put in B&H, the order number, submitted the button, and away it went. And I thought, well, that's it. I've done my part. It'll still be a year before I get it, but I've done my part. And lo and behold, within two weeks, they had shipped the Z9. So if you're a Nikonian out there and you have a few cameras, a few lenses, go look at MPS. It doesn't take much time at all, and you do get some benefit out of it. Now, you can only get one. So if you're thinking, oh, it's a quick way to make some cash, that's not how it works. You can only get one, and it's anytime a new thing comes out, you get one, ch one shot at it. So like in this case, I got the Z9. Well, if I wanted to order the 100 to 400, I could do that. Anyway, that's a way to do it. But I foresee being able to do more of these podcasts. Again, I have to apologize for the echo. I am going to try to fix that. But right now, it is what it is, and it is all I've got. So forgive the echo, continue to listen, and I'm telling you, being up here, being in the new position at the day job, being able to spend time with my family and have time for photography is a wonderful place to be. And I'm looking forward to spending time not only behind the camera, but behind my computer here, talking to you about the one thing that I love, except for my family, the one thing that I love the most. I love photography. I love the fact that you have an opportunity to present to the viewers how you see something, how you've taken a moment in time, you've frozen it, and you've finished it to the point that you want them to see. And I just love that part of photography that you get to take a moment in time, you get to dress it the way you want to dress it so that people can see and share what you were seeing and what you were feeling at the time that you took that photograph. So for me, I am absolutely a family person, first and foremost, always will be. But photography, it's a really close second. And I'm glad to finally be able to get back to it. And I'm really glad that if you've listened to the show for as long as you have, I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that I have people out there that are interested. And for those who have sent emails to say, hey, where's the show? Or, hey, I was glad to hear your voice again. I want to let you know just how much those little emails that you send, how much they really mean. I put this stuff out here. A lot of times I don't hear anything, but on occasion I do get an email from someone that says, hey, I'll listen. And I have to tell you, that, that really does mean the world to me, that people are out there and you're listening and you like what I have to say and you like to hear me ramble on for, goodness, what, 15 minutes now? And I, I sat down and I was just wanting to test the audio. I didn't actually intend to record this podcast, but here we are. We now have a 15-minute episode of All Things Photo and I didn't even plan on doing it. Anyway, for those who send me that email, I really appreciate it. And for those who don't send the email, if you're listening, I appreciate you too. So thank you very much. And if you really want to make me feel a little bit better, and I'm sure that's exactly what you're thinking about doing right now, is go ahead and email me. It's jason at eldridgephoto.com. You can also go over to the website, eldridgephoto.com. You can find the podcast. You can find portfolio. You can see all the kinds of things that I'm doing there. Absolutely, go take a look. And you can support the show by simply emailing me and letting me know. So for the episode that I didn't think would happen because I was just testing my audio, it's over. And now I want to say what I always say at the end. Get off the couch, get your camera, escape, explore, 
and create.